ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد when we look at surah furqan surah 25 of course there are a number of ayat that really jump out of the page at us especially the last dozen to 15 ayat or so about ibadur rahman but today i want to touch upon an ayah that's actually earlier in the surah then the famous ayat regarding the servants of the Most Merciful. And we ask Allah to make us from among them. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. This ayah is very short, but it really packs a punch. It's very, very deep, much deeper than we may initially realize if we're, if we're simply skimming over it without deeply reflecting and pondering over whatever it is that we're reading. Allah says, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا Allah tells us that the Prophet will definitely say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah illustrates this, Allah demonstrates this by using the term qal. Qala means someone said. So technically it's the past tense, but this is a rhetorical device that we find in the Qur'an. When Allah is making the point that something is definitely going to happen in the future, so to us, it hasn't happened yet per se. But with Allah, it's as good as done. So Allah may use a term referring to the past tense to actually refer to something in the future, indicating that this is guaranteed to happen. It might as well be in the past already. So Allah says, the messenger said, and what it really means is the messenger will say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبُّ Oh my Lord, and it's important for us to take note and understand that typically in the Qur'an, as we're going through it, as best we can, people have a different capacity, that's fine. right? The point of Ramadan and the month of Qur'an, the point of it is not self-loathing and getting down on ourselves that you know we're not doing like 95 khatams every day and we're not doing this and we're not doing that. Let's slow down a little bit, show some compassion to ourselves when Allah reminds us time and time again that He's the most merciful. Part of that is for us to be merciful towards others and part of that is also to be merciful internally. And sometimes for some people that can be more difficult to be merciful and compassionate towards themselves, to be kind towards themselves in comparison to being kind towards other people. We need both and we ask Allah to make us people of rahmah internally and externally. The messenger will complain to Allah. And you notice something. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبْ Oh my Lord, Rabb. So as, as we go through the Qur'an as best we can, uh, in general, especially during this blessed month, and we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts, Amin Rabbil Alameen. You notice that the majority of the du'as that we find in the Qur'an begin with Rabb. Rabbi, Rabbana, my Lord, our Lord. And you find one du'a after another. Prophet Musa, he ends up, you know, in a totally different land. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. We're instructed to make the dua in Surah Al-Baqarah, one that we're all familiar with. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. And there are many, many other duas. The exception is if you find Allahumma. 
Prophet Isa at the end of Surah Ma'idah, Allahu, he mentions both. The only dua in the Quran that mentions both, Allahumma Rabbana anzil alayna ma'idatan min sama So you notice there's something very, very unique about that dua because it mentions both and it actually starts with Allahumma when the norm is Rabb. Rabb, it means Lord, it means Master, but it also means caretaker. It also means caretaker. Allah is the one who nourishes us. Allah is the one who provides us with the sustenance that we need for survival and then some. And we thank Allah for the blessings that He's given us. So the Messenger will complain, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبْ Oh my Lord, oh my Master, oh my caretaker. So Rabb is a term of nearness. Is a term of nearness. Allahumma is straight up authority. Right? The kingdom of God. ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ Rabb is a bit softer of a term. Is a bit soft. It's a term of nearness. Ya Rabbi, the messenger will say, Oh my Lord, oh my caretaker, Ya Rabbi, inna, there is no doubt, qawmi, another term of nearness, there is no doubt, my people, this is extremely important for us. Because if we're reading the Quran responsibly, we're not going to think when the Prophet says qawmi, it only refers to Quraysh because he's related to them through his paternal side of the family. That would be an irresponsible, uh, an irresponsible way for us to, to understand this ayah. He's going to complain to his caretaker. And what does he say? There is no doubt my people. My people. That also refers to us by extension. Inna qawmi. Again, a term of nearness. There is no doubt my people. Ittakhadu. They took. Hadha. Even hadha is a term of nearness as opposed to dhalika. Hadha is this. Dhalika is that basically. There is no doubt my people took. Took is a term of nearness. You take your keys with you when you're going somewhere. There's no doubt my people took this hadha. Hadha is right here under our noses. Dhalika is a little bit further away. There's no doubt my people took this Qur'an. Hadha al-Qur'an. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ مَهْجُورًا SubhanAllah, so you have nearness, 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 nearness. And then at the last second, for the last word, there's a complete shift in rhythm. There's a, there's a stark change. You could say the ayah takes a left turn, so to speak. He's going to complain, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that his people took this Quran as something they permanently abandoned, permanently abandoned. And we may think, but uh, but I'm reading it. That's enough to get me out of it. That may be enough to get out of one layer of it. But there's another layer about implementing it, about practicing it, about realizing that this. Book is our GPS to Jannah. This book is our guide to Jannah. And it's up to us. If we're driving somewhere and we really need those directions, do we have them in front of us or do we have them behind us in the back seat? We have it in front of us. And that's what the Prophet taught us, that if you have this Qur'an in front of you, it'll take you to Jannah. And if you throw it behind you, then it'll drag you to hellfire. We ask Allah to protect us. We ask Allah to gather all of us in paradise. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد to quickly conclude how how can we get ourselves out of that complaint and Allah is saying this complaint will definitely happen in the future so how can we protect ourselves from it a lot of it boils down to a simple 
easy, practical approach to the Qur'an. It doesn't have to be anything overwhelming. It shouldn't be overwhelming. But if a person can take one ayah a day in their mother tongue, take a translation so you can understand it, so we can understand it, so we can realize what's being said, the gist of it, the core of it, and then we can try to live it, so we can try to implement it as best as we can. That way if we come across an ayah of charity, if your ayah of the day happens to be an ayah of charity, there's a higher likelihood of you giving charity that day if you have that intention. That I want to connect with this Qur'an as my guide to Jannah, not just with learning but also with living. Also with living. We ask Allah to make us people who not, who not only learn the Qur'an, but try our best to live it. And I promise you, if a person connects with one ayah a day from the Qur'an, it'll completely change their lives for the better. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. This book is guidance. This book is mercy. This book is, is powerful. This book is... is This is a powerful book. This book is extremely powerful if we're willing to connect with it and to give it the status that it deserves as best we can and if we try to connect with it to learn it and to live it and to implement it as best we can then it becomes transformational it's not just going over it just to go over it and then nothing changes we ask Allah to guide us and forgive us we ask Allah to open doors for all of us we ask Allah to make us from among the companions of the Quran from among the people of the Quran from among those who befriend the Quran on a consistent basis we ask Allah to protect us from being from among those who abandon the Quran we ask Allah to protect us from from being from among those who make hijrah from the Qur'an. We ask Allah to protect us from that. We ask Allah to open our hearts and to fill our hearts with Iman, Islam, and Ihsan. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa aqimu salam.